Hi, it's Frank again at Frank Bible Truth. Let me be frank with you once again. I want to answer a question that I often hear, and it goes something like this. If I love God, if I'm a Christian, why do I seem so powerless to stop sinning? It seems like I have no willpower. I keep praying for God to make me stronger, to give me more willpower to resist, but no matter how hard I try, I keep repeating the same sin over and over again. I'll sin and then I'll confess it. I'll promise to God not to do it again. And then the opportunity arises, the temptation comes and I fail. I, I seem totally powerless. Like all the things I prayed for, nothing changed. I keep doing the same sin over and over and over again. It's embarrassing, it's frustrating. And I feel so powerless and so much like a failure. I thought when I surrendered to Jesus that he would give me the power to stop sinning. I don't know what went wrong. This may surprise you, but this concern happens to every believer. When we surrender our lives to Jesus, some of the things that we did previously just seem to melt away. But each of us have certain sins and temptations that we seem to struggle with. They seem to go on indefinitely. Some actually believe that defeat over our sins is part of being a Christian. We buy the lie that there are some sins that will follow us and dog us all the rest of our lives. Being delivered and free from the bondage of our sins is something that we hope happens rather than something we expect as a promise from God. The Apostle Paul struggled with this very issue. Romans 7:15. For I do not understand my own actions. I don't do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it's good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. Now, even though this is a common experience for all believers, most of us have very little understanding of what is really happening in our lives. We still believe that we're in the process of changing ourselves. That the change in us is something that we do rather than something that we allow God to do. And as long as we keep trying to change ourselves without acknowledging God, we'll continue to struggle in our repetitive sin. James teaches us in his letter that there's a pattern to our sins. Understanding what James teaches us is the key to aligning our will with God's will and finally being delivered from sin. James 1:13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Notice the pattern of all sin. Desire leads to temptation. Temptation leads to sin. And sin leads to death. Now this is the key to allowing God to conquer the sin pattern in your life. Are you ready? Don't miss this. Instead of focusing on your resistance and willpower when temptation comes, focus on allowing the Holy Spirit to change your desires. You see, we think the battle is won or lost at the temptation stage. We either resist temptation or we fail to resist. We think that our sin depends on our ability to resist. But God never promised to make a new and improved you and me. God promised to make a completely new us, a new you, born in the Spirit, surrendered to God, and importantly, a new you with new desires. 
The Holy Spirit is in the process of making a completely new you. Perhaps this will help you understand. I hate mushrooms. I don't think I'll ever desire them. You can create a hundred dishes, cook mushrooms in dozens of ways, in all kinds of cuisines, and short of starvation, I will not be tempted at all to eat them. You see, you and I can't be tempted by something that we do not desire. Let me repeat that because it's critical. You and I cannot be tempted by something that we do not desire. So we have two choices in our approach to sin. We can focus on trying to be stronger and trying to be harder and muster up more willpower. Or we can surrender and ask God to change us into someone who no longer has the desire to pursue that sin. Let's use alcohol abuse as an example. You can attend AA or some other behavioral modification program. You can have accountability partners. You can make adjustments in your life to try to avoid being around alcohol. And those things are fine. You'll hear people tell you, though, that you will fight the desire to drink alcohol every day of your life. That sounds like bondage and imprisonment to sin. Yet Jesus came to set us free from sin, not making us stronger in our own power, but rather taking away completely our desire, in this case, to drink alcohol. Many struggle with repetitive sins because they're depending on themselves to be stronger rather than asking God to become stronger in themselves. The process of growing spiritually is what we call dying to your flesh, replacing your flesh desires and ideas with those of the Holy Spirit. Not something you do, but something you allow God to do. You see, most people pray, God, make me stronger when alcohol shows up or when I'm tempted by pornography or when I have the opportunity to lie or when I'm about to erupt in my anger. We pray that God will help us overcome our sin when we are tempted. Yet by the time temptation comes, we're already well on our way to sin. Did you ever notice that Jesus in the Lord's Prayer said, lead us not into temptation? Interesting that he did not pray, Father, give us more power when we're tempted. Instead, he said, Father, don't even allow us to reach temptation. Instead, he says, deliver us from evil. How does that work exactly? Well, if you want to finally be set from that repetitive sin in your life, the battle has to occur in your desires, not your willpower. The problem is you can't change your desires. Only God can. Changing your desires, changing who you are, and transforming you and I into the person God wants us to be is the work of the Holy Spirit, not man. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 32, For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Let me encourage you, based on God's word, to change the way you pray about your repetitive sins. Instead of asking God to give you more willpower to get stronger so that you can overcome your sins and save yourself, ask God to help you surrender more to the Holy Spirit, to trust that he really will change your desires, to trust him to make you into a new creation, to take away the desires that remain of your flesh so you can become someone who no longer desires things that are not from God. God promises to change all of us who believe in Jesus to become just like him. We're reborn spiritually and he begins to replace the old flesh us with a new spiritual us. Think of it this way. God is going to transform you and me 
to become just like Jesus, seeking his desires and his will in all circumstances. Jesus was not in bondage to alcohol or any other sin. And God has promised to deliver us from our sins as well. James 1, 13 through 15. Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. And he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. Notice that God cannot be tempted by sin. Why? He has no desire that leads to sin. We're becoming more and more like Christ, and thus the Holy Spirit is gradually changing us into a people who are less and less tempted by sin. Why? Because he's changing our desires. James suggests that we should ask God to make that change sooner rather than later. James 1.5 If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. He's double-minded and unstable in all his ways. We must believe without wavering that God has absolutely promised and will without a doubt keep his promise. He promises to change our desires to align with his. Then he says, you can ask anything and it'll be given to you. God wants to deliver you and me from our sins, but he wants you and me to understand that he's the one changing us. Our transformation depends on our surrender, not our willpower. Jesus said in Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I want to challenge you today to begin to change your prayers. For the next 60 days, I want you to begin to pray with all your heart that God will change you into a person who no longer has the desire to pursue that repetitive sin in your life. Don't just focus on the temptation. Surrender your desires and trust the promise of God that he will change you. Focus on seeking what God desires. Make the desire of your heart to desire only what God wants for you. You can trust him. He makes the promise to change your desires. It's time you and I walk in faith and claim that incredible promise. I believe that God is waiting for many of us to stop trying to fix ourselves and acknowledge that he and he alone delivers us from our sins. I've been praying for you, praying that God will change the desires of your heart to become just like his. It doesn't matter what sin you're wrestling with. It doesn't matter how long you've been wrestling. God promises to change your desires. He wants you to acknowledge that he and he alone has the power to overcome your sins. Don't depend on yourself when God is standing by with a promise. My prayer is that you'll discover that once you stop trying to do everything on your own and you trust God and you align your desire with his, and you believe without wavering, and you pray without wavering that that promise will occur in your life, then you'll begin to understand and begin to see and feel that those desires are being taken away. And you're becoming somebody free from sin, free from bondage, 
and delivered not by you and your willpower, but by God as his grace and mercy. We love you. We'll see you in the next video.